On Ash Wednesday, I was talking to my sister back in Ireland, <clears throat> and we got into a conversation about what we're giving up for Lent. Now, I know she loves to have a glass of wine uh, occasionally, and uh, she really enjoys it. So she said she's given up drinking wine for Lent. And, uh, but she says somebody wrote in the newspaper about a way in which you can be faithful to that commitment of giving up drink for Lent. And it said they asked it in five questions. So let me run these questions by you. They said, the first question you have to ask yourself is, do you want a drink? And the answer obviously is yes. The second question is, do you need a drink? And the answer obviously is no. Who said yes? <laughs> <laughs> And then the next question is, when you take that one glass of wine, is it likely that you're going to top it up or take another one or two after that? The answer is yes. <laughs> Tell the truth. <laughs> and then the next day, after drinking two or three glasses of wine, will you feel better for it? No. And the last question then, will then you be angry with yourself for drinking more than one glass and drinking three or four, the answer is probably yes. Now, if every temptation was, had five questions to it like that, it would be fairly easy to say no to a temptation. But as we see in the gospel, that Jesus has just experienced in a very profound way that he is God's beloved son. And he's staying in that belovedness. But then he goes into the desert and he fa fasts for 40 days. And scripture says he was hungry. I'd like to put it aside is that he was vulnerable. And that's when the temptation visits him. So classical Ignatian spirituality is that the temptation visits us and it targets us at our weakest spot. So the first temptation about Jesus being hungry is about our being vulnerable. And when we are vulnerable, the things that can invade our vulnerability can take us out of that peace that God wants us to live in. It can disturb our peace. And that is why that, if you could say, I'm standing here, and I'm in my belovedness, I'm at peace and contentment with myself, and then something happens and I'm vulnerable, and I'm dragged out of it. Now, it could be one of many things. It could be uh, quarreling with somebody. It could be anxiety. It could be worry. It could be stress. So we're dragged out of our belovedness into uh, a temptation, um, a place where there is not life, where there is, where there is anxiety, where there is fear, where there is worry. And that is, uh, that is where it is never a good place to be. The second temptation is Jesus is taken to the top of the mountain. 
or top of the temple. And on the top of the temple, there is engraved there the wings of an eagle. And whole understanding, as you know, when an eagle is teaching its chick how to fly, it puts its on its wings, flies up, turns over, and the chick is thrown off. But as the, the, the little chick is learning to fly, the mother eagle will swoop underneath and grab it up again, fly up again, and twist, and that's how it learns how to fly. So the devil is quoting a scripture by saying that if Jesus jumps down off the top of the temple, scripture says the angels will gather you and they will, they will make sure that you don't hurt yourself. So the laws of gravity are not suspended for Jesus or for any human being. If Jesus jumps off it, he will be hurt. But the devil is trying to tempt him by quoting scripture. And what is happening in that case is that, um, that Jesus is going to suffer. And he is not to equate suffering with the absence of God's love and God's presence in his life. That's the temptation. It's the same with the first one. Jesus was hungry. He is still God's beloved child, even though over there he is hungry. He is still God's beloved child on the top of the temple, even though if he suffers, he is still God's beloved child. It doesn't exclude any of that. So it's all coming back to staying, staying in that place where we're of beloved-ness. And the last one was then taking Jesus to the top of a mountain and showing him all the empires all around. Now the way of the world for devious people is how to get power and use power is by accusation and division. And we can see that very, very explicitly today with, with Putin and his war against Ukraine. What does he do? He tries to divide the people and he accuses them. He calls them all sorts of names, demonizing them, making them the enemy. So there's the, the, the devil, the two words for the devil as Diablos and Satanus, the divider and the accuser. So Jesus is saying, I'm not going to exercise my ministry by gaining so much power and so much wealth in the world, like, like all the tyrants that have done down through the years. I'm going to use my power by, <clears throat> by kindness and by service to people, by healing, by showing love and showing forgiveness. And that temptation can visit each one of us as well. We can very easily uh, exercise our power in the world by defining people by what is wrong with them, or what you perceive is wrong about them, by taking them down, by putting them in their place, by gossiping about them. And also we can use our power to cause division in relationships among families. How easily and subtly the little gentle breeze of evil can invade us 
and tempt us into acting in this way. So what God wants for us is to stay here. Stay in our belovedness and to avoid the temptations to go to the other side. And sometimes it is very difficult to stay in our belovedness and, and it says that uh, the best way to, stay, to say no is to stay in touch with a stronger yes. The best way to say no to the dark side is to stay in touch with the strongest. But staying in touch with the stronger yes is difficult to do on our own. That is why we need the help of other people to stay there. That is why we are part of a faith community. We need the advice, the support, the prayers, and the strength of other people. And that is why we need other people to keep the stone rolled away from our lives. And that is our theme for Lent, and it's the theme for our homily series all during the Lenten period. It is important to keep the stone rolled away, and it is important to help other people keep the stone rolled away. If we're not proactive, we will go to the dark side, and where the dark side is, there's fear, there's worry, there's anxiety, there's division, there's hatred. That's not what God wants for us. So all, Jesus encountered these temptations as real. He knew he was going to suffer in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he sweat drops of blood. So much was that temptation and that anxiety part of his life. It, the temptations are with him from the beginning of his ministry till the very end until he died on the cross. And they're going to be part of our lives as well. So as a disciple of Christ, let us try and always stay on the yes side rather than on the no side. And we guarantee that it is easier to do it if we do it with other people as part of a faith community. And then as part of a faith community, we are called to help other people roll away the stone from their lives as well.